Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Ray Hostetler. She has worked in public relations and communications for over 30 years or for 30 years, first as a TV and radio news reporter, and then as a public relations practitioner. In Indianapolis, she has worked for the Museum of Art, now Newfields, and RCI. She operated her own public relations firm for 20 years. Clients include nonprofits, mid-sized businesses, and Fortune 500 businesses. Their scope is local to global. Ray, thanks for being on the show. How are you today? I am great. So, Ray, um, talking about PR and just kind of going into things, just diving in real deep here. How has PR changed since you've started? Like, if you want, I don't know if you want to go every five years, every ten years, or kind of like go through the the, the monumental moments. The monumental moments. Yes. Um, I would. The, the change has evolved as technology has evolved. I would say the approach shouldn't differ, but the tools that we use do differ. Um, anybody who's done PR, I know it sounds like I'm so old. I'm really not that old. Um, but, you know, when I was in my 20s and started, um, we had a tool called, everybody bought into something called Burrell's, and it was like getting yellow pages. And you would have to look up journalists across the country and it was, think of the encyclopedia. So you would have to go, oh, I have to send something to Los Angeles. And you'd have to go pluck off, you know, California, look up Los Angeles, and just sit and make a media list. Everything was sent by mail. Um, I can remember days at the Museum of Art, we would have an exhibition coming up. And we would have to sit and hand fold and hand stuff and mail out a news release. Well, now it's all done on tools. Um, there's one I use called Agility. It's all the databases there. You just run the database, you enter the news release, hit send, it's done. You can pre-program it. I have one going out Monday. Uh, it's Friday. It, you know, it'll just happen on its own. So technology has um, improved, I would say, the way we do business. Um, reporters, you know, we used to call each other. It's all text. I was on vacation last week overseas texting a journalist from the star um, who needed an interview by Friday. I think it was Wednesday night. She got her interview. The story ran Monday. You couldn't do that 30 years ago. So it's just technology is, is a good thing for PR people. That's awesome. Well, now I know that you can, you can do more things with agility and more other tools out there. You can program stuff. Right. Um, my question, because I'm a data person, just because as an inquiry is, how do you how do you track the um, kind of the reach or the volume of people with you know kind of seeing that kind of stuff or how do you talk to clients about that those kind of things with PR releases and everything? Well, I like to tr first of all, Agility can show you who opened the news release, um, which is fantastic. And there are other tools that do the same thing. I just like this particular company and tool. They're they're a smaller company and they're more customer service focused. Um, there are larger companies that a corporation might use because they have deeper pockets. Um, so for example, social media often falls to the PR person now. Well, it, everyone knows you can track likes, opens, clicks, who went to your web page. everything is programmable. So at the end of every month for my clients, we pull dashboards and we tell people, um, so, for example, I have a client that does Facebook ads. Well, that's great. Does it go anywhere? How do we know anyone's doing anything with it? You can actually see in Google Analytics that, you know, 120 people came to your 
landing page for this Facebook ad. And then it's up to the client to look at the data to see, did somebody use a coupon off that page? But everything is thought through. Everything's programmed. Everything's put together. And it's all tied back to the audience and message. I like that because a lot of people are like are skeptical of the new tech and with PR saying, oh, it's still the old like traditional press releases and that kind of stuff. And I, there's like so much more that you can do that and track with that that people just don't don't no. understand. No. And, you know, news releases, I'm glad you brought this up, are direct mailed to the press. That's all it is. If you're working with someone who doesn't have contacts in the media and they're just pushing out a news release, you're going to get what you pay for. Um Every news release should have a pitch list on the other side. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to contact? Who are you going to sell that story? And what is the story? Is that story unique? How does it fit, say, with the Indianapolis Business Journal versus the Indianapolis Monthly? They look for different things. So that's really good. That, that's really good to know. So, kind of taking a step back when you're talking about, you know, with you know agility and with like bigger PR companies and PR firms, but you know, you are. Um, you have your own business yes. and it's, it's not a conglomerate, no. but you know, why did you start host Edler PR? You know, was it the customer service focus? <laughs> what, what was it? The reason why you started it? Oh, duh, 25 years ago when I was young, <laughs> it seemed like, you know, Hey, this is a good idea. Uh, uh, but, it, and it was a good idea. I, I don't regret it, but you know, 25 years ago, the Indianapolis corporate landscape was something like this. You know, I was working for RCI. Resort Condominiums International. They were bought by a national company on the East Coast. That East Coast company decided that it was going to dissolve the marketing department. And that was a trend in Indianapolis. So I could have left. I could have gone to another company. But what happened to other friends was the same pattern repeated itself over and over. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to work. I just wanted to have clients. I, you know, I didn't think about all the ancillary things that came with it, like uh, I make my own schedule. Um, I take vacation, but I don't get paid for it. But it works out well because um, I've been able to evolve where I have long-term partnerships with clients. So they respect that I take a vacation. I need a vacation. <laughs> it clears my head. Um, and I like the experiences that go with it. I love that answer. So, you know, when starting your PR firm, you know, what have been the processes, you know, versus nonprofits versus mid-sized versus Fortune 500 businesses? Same kind of deal? Is it a different process? Um, you know, that's an interesting question, but the process is pretty much the same. Um, you know, for five years, I worked with Rolls-Royce. Um, huge, huge company, huge presence here in Indianapolis. But the process didn't change. As a matter of fact, we took my... Uh, the toolkit I evolved to create a media, uh, not a media plan, marketing communications plan. We use that to create an internal communications plan. From that, though, you know, there were sub clients and everybody on our team had a sub client, but we all use that same toolkit, the same toolkit that we use for nonprofit, same toolkit we use for small business, because your, your foundation doesn't change. Who's your audience? What are you going to say to them? How are you going to say it? Are you going to use an internal newsletter or are you going to use a news release? What are you trying to communicate and how are you going to get it out there consistently? Well, I love that answer and it segues to the, <laughs> not grilling any more with any more questions. 
But, you know, if there's an offline background of actually using a use case scenario of how you helped a client where they were like, we don't have a process or we had someone previously or something happened and you stepped in and you helped them, you know, get that exposure. Wow. A lot. Many. Um, where do you want to start? So I'll give you a couple because, you know, you've mentioned nonprofit, you've mentioned mid-sized business, and we talked corporation. So, you know, the beauty of Rolls-Royce, our team came in and they were kind of struggling with internal communications in terms of they were um, doing several key things. Um, one was capital investment. A second one was changing process and how they're doing things on the shop floor. And they needed to educate uh, the people who work on the shop floor and really get them engaged in that process. And then a third, they had a lot of health and wellness initiatives that they were putting together. Well, we could communicate all of that with the message. We know who the audience is, and we had built-in tools to use. We just had to consistently talk to people in different ways about that. Um, time and time again, marketing studies show it takes five to seven times for somebody to hear your message, to get them to engage and to understand. I always say to people, well, what's that five to seven way you want to talk to somebody? It's not a postcard. It's not a flyer. You know, sometimes you got to get face to face and you got to go talk to people too. Um, another good example, I work with a company that does freight forwarding. When I came in, they had a one page website. They were really struggling. Who are we? What do we want to do? Seven or eight years later, you know, this is a global company. They work with Asia, they work with people in South America. You know, we have social media. We have an ongoing website. Tariffs are a hot topic. We have a tariff page that their customers come to all the time because we post, we don't post news articles because they're a little biased. I think we'll all agree with that. But anything that comes um, that's factual from an industry resource, that's what we post. It's consistent. We keep that page fresh. We keep it with news items and their sales teams being told. We really appreciate that that information's there. So, you know, things like the list of proposed items for the next round of tariffs is posted. So if you're questioning, am I going to be impacted? Go download the list and look. It's right there for you. I like that. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. I just like how... How easy it is because I think we, we've, we've talked before about PR and we've talked about different things with advertising and all that kind of stuff and how, you know, I've just noticed with your clients that they have this level of this customer, excellent customer experience and service, but you make it so easy for them just to say, this is how it is and going in and this is how we're, we're going to do it and just kind of getting their knowledge and just offloading that off their shoulders and like, oh, I don't have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. Like I can just get this out. Like I can focus in on what I'm really good at with the business operations. Right. So you don't see that very often in some businesses where people just, you know, they don't communicate back. And I, I noticed with some of your customers, you know, and, and when we were talking about a customer that, you know, you were involved with their business, like you were there, you were, it was, it's a the, partnership. Yes, yes. Because it truly, you know, our team acts as their marketing department. So if we don't have a thorough understanding uh, about their business, what they're trying to do, what their sales team does, their goals, how things work, we're not going to be successful. Um, but that takes time. I mean, the, the client you're referencing, we've worked together for eight years. So 
that level of trust is there. We understand each other. They understand process. I understand who they are. We behaviorally understand each other. And that's why it works. And mm -hmm. we appreciate each other. So I like that. So enough about the clients oh. and the customers you serve and the PR. It's more <laughs> about, about Ray. Like, why do you get up? Like, the first thing you think up and you're like, I'm, I'm going to go work today. Why do you get up? You're like, I, this is the reason why I love what I do. Um, wow. This is the reason why I love how we, so first of all, I appreciate my clients and I feel like they appreciate me. So there's a level of trust. Um, you know, people in this business you've experienced talk about being order takers. I don't feel like an order taker with my client. Um, we work together. It becomes a conversation about what will work. And then it's ownership of actually what we're going to put together. It's not just, you know, somebody saying, I need to go put those five widgets together for me today, hand them to me. And you're questioning why I'm doing this. There's a purpose to it and it gets results. So I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to get to that midpoint because um, you just kind of mentioned the whole podcast. <laughs> and so that kind of sums up. Yeah. Um, and that's a really good, like, uh, servant leader and communication aspect of, like, this is why. Because it's the people yes. behind the business. Yeah. It's not just the business. It's how can we help the business help other people. Right. So, and to grow. And, you know, I mean, every business wants to, you got to grow. Even the nonprofit, they need engagement from their donors to be able to operate next year. If their donors don't understand the people they're trying to serve, the people who are on staff trying, why, why are they going to? open their checkbook. Exactly. Why are they going to volunteer their time? So, so what do you do creatively or as a hobby to kind of decompress? And you're like, I'm, you know, man, these have been a lot of stories doing all this, you know, press releases, doing all this kind of stuff, doing the marketing connections. What do you do to kind of sit back and you're like, how do I recharge? How do I do that in a creative and hobby? Um, so cre creative and hobby. I, I'm more into, um, I've got to work out three or four times a week. I have to just go clear my head. Um, luckily it's summer. So putting on headphones, putting on music, walking on the trail, that just 45 minutes of that, I just feel re-energized and just head cleared. Um, you heard me talk about travel. I mean, I, just travel is important. It's good to, um, you know, you know, last week I was in Ireland, mm -hmm. see different cultures experience conversations with people with different points of view, see places you've never seen before. It's just, you know, great experiences that open up your mind, make you think a little bit differently. Um, and not just, you know, it sounds corny, but thinking globally, not just locally really helps. And then when I get back, my head's a little bit more clear so I can, it's like spaces have opened up in your brain that you can come up with new ideas for people. Yeah, it just opens your mind to new experiences yeah. and have an open mind and a fresh perspective. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it. And um, Ray, it's actually been an absolute pleasure to have you on this episode because I, I've learned more about PR and have a much more respect for PR because um, once you don't know something and then you just enlightened with this episode that I appreciate PR even that much greater. So thank you very much. Thank you. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. 